As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our another amazing guest that I'm going to introduce you to for our vegan business interview series. This is our opportunity to not only maybe introduce you to individuals that are making major moves in our world and in our community, but also maybe reintroduce you to individuals that you know and love. And I'm sure many of you know and love Courtney like I do. And we're just really excited about taking this opportunity and not only catching up with Courtney, but talking about what Courtney is doing, what she's working on, how Courtney is flexing and really kind of adapting to this environment. What we try to do in our interview series, which is really kind of near and dear to our hearts, is you know, being a vegan business owner, being in these positions, sometimes we find ourselves in either leadership roles or in opportunities where we're starting to kind of navigate the course of the movement. I think it's helpful to kind of hear really what everyone's doing, how we're managing things, how we're finding the words, how we're learning and growing in this environment. So I'm hoping today's interview is not only a great opportunity to find out about Veg World Magazine, if you aren't aware of it and aren't already a subscriber and follower, and also finding out about Sprinkles Creative. It's a wonderful venture that Courtney has um, that's really helping vegan businesses get the word out and truly market and grow the market. So without further ado, let me first say welcome, Courtney, today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. And I guess let's start diving in. Let's get everyone started with a little bit of background about yourself. So how long have you been vegan? Perfect. Yeah. Um, so I went vegan mostly in college, but I went. I made the decision to go vegetarian, cut out meat um, in middle school, actually. Um, so it's pretty young uh, when I made that decision, but it was fully the transition um, in college in large part because my college of choice went, had a fully vegan cafeteria. Actually, Whoa, that's huge. Yeah. And it's really great. I don't know if anybody knows about uh, an amazing guy. Of course, I always forget his name. It's always on the tip of my tongue. Long story short, he worked with the Humane Society of America, um, done some really big uh you know, culinary work with them and just a lot of projects around the, the nation. But his venture was to basically say that, um, you know, college students need to have vegan food available. And so he's the one that really pioneered this in Denton, Texas, of all places. I always say how random, you know, like how strange of all places you would think yes. California or somewhere in New York, somewhere cooler. Um, but no, I was very fortunate to go to that school. Um, they had already had the cafeteria in place for a couple of years. And then I came in and it is, I kid you not, it's not even your typical like cafeteria style food. It is buffet vegan food. They have a panini bar where you can like customize your own panini. Uh, they have desserts and like a taco bar and 
and pizza and like all all the things you could think of. The food salad. Oh, you're making me hungry, Courtney. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, sounds amazing. really really good. I kid you not. That's probably like my the best money spent on my student loans because I had to take out a loan in order to get a meal plan, and um, it was totally worth it. No regrets. I you know I had a buffet, vegan buffet, three times a day. I mean, I was living the life. And so, yeah, being able to go to college and not be under my parents, um, you know, grocery schedule, mm-hmm. uh, it was great. It was easier for me to make the transition because I wanted to go vegan years before that. But being in high school and middle school, it wasn't possible because I wasn't the one buying the groceries or cooking the food for that matter. So it was very difficult to kind of get into that mode. But I made the decision um, when I was 13 um, to stop eating red meat first and foremost, because uh, it's a very simple story. And I, I almost sounds kind of like, wow, that was it. But I was just driving. Um, well, I wasn't driving at 13. But I was riding in the back of the car with my family to Fort Worth, Texas, if anyone's familiar with that area. And basically, Fort Worth um, has a lot of like cow pastures and just cows grazing or, or sheep or donkeys. And I just saw a cow. And honestly, I just, the first feeling was I want to hug it. I want to hug that cow. And I just felt so strange in that moment. It was like mm-hmm. a, a ton of bricks hit me all yeah. at once. Like and oh, a connection. Yeah. I, and I kid you not, uh, my grandma and I would have a tradition where she would pick me up from middle school every Friday and mm-hmm. we would go get a double meat and cheeseburger from McDonald's. Wow. And the fact that I did that and you know for so long was crazy, but it, that was that was what got me because I made the connection right then and there in my seat in the car that mm-hmm. that double meat and cheeseburger was that cow that I wanted to hug. Why? Why would I want to hug something that I eat every week? That doesn't make any sense. I was like, I wouldn't do that to my dog. I wouldn't do that to my cat. And then it just hit me. I can't do that to this cow. That's it's, it's terrible. And it makes me feel bad. And why should I continue? And so I told my family literally right then, I was like, I can't eat burgers anymore. I can't eat steak. I can't, I can't do it. And they're like, why, what is wrong with you? You know, they thought I was a freak, but I'm like, I just, it doesn't feel good in my like gut. Yeah. Just in your gut, you had that feeling you could, you, you knew that, that you had to make the change. Yeah. And so that was it. I mean, that was like the catapult. Um, and this is why I love to tell people that going vegan is is not necessarily, I mean, it, it can be if you want it to be, but it's not necessarily a cold tofu kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I my journey took years. It took me years from that day on to going full vegan. I think it was easily like six years I made the transition from cutting out red meat and then slowly chicken and turkey and pork and dairy and, you know, seafood, eggs. I mean, it was like every year, very gradual thing of, of cutting out things in my diet. And then I fully went vegan and never looked back. Yeah. But the people that think like, oh my gosh, I can't go vegan and just cut out all, all these things in my life. I'm like, nobody's asking you to <laughs> just do it, you know, gradually take, take your time, whatever feels natural, whatever you think can be sustainable, right? Like what Absolutely. realistically can you stick with? Yeah, and that's so- the thing. We want people yeah. to stay vegan. We want yeah. this to be a choice. We want this to be a lifestyle. So yeah. being able to do that, kind of bringing yourself every month, every year, whatever your path is, I think helping people understand that they're, they're supposed to get on that journey and get there. So I think it's always great 
when people can hear that story because they understand that there's there's a there's a way and a place for them in our community. Right. And that's that's it. That's basically it. And I've like I said, I never look back ever since I made that decision. So Perfect. Well, you mentioned, you know, the idea of being in Texas, you know, and having a school that had this vegan buffet, you know, that you may not be what people kind of think initially. But I think, you know, a lot of the work that you've been doing, and maybe we can even just talk about this, is how much Texas has changed, how much cities like Dallas have really changed and become um amazing places for growth. And maybe that's maybe why um, you've been so successful with your businesses and your ventures. So maybe let's talk about kind of where and how Texas has changed and how you've been a part of that change over the last, um, you know, over the years. Absolutely. Um, it's funny because I've been in Dallas, Texas. I've lived in a couple other places in my life, but mostly the DFW uh, Texas area um since day one but mm-hmm. great and i keep joking and saying i'm gonna move but honestly i don't really have a reason to move as long as i can fulfill my traveling heart i'm good and i travel mm-hmm. often well obviously not in the last few months but uh, i usually travel often mm-hmm. uh, and so i try to go to a new country every year um so that's fun um but yeah no i i stay here because of the economy is has always been really well um, okay. It's really good for entrepreneurs. It's really good for small businesses of all okay. kinds, obviously vegan included, but all kinds. Mm-hmm. And um, very good with this kind of startup community here. So if you're in a startup or you're an entrepreneur, a single entrepreneur, you have a group of people that you work with, it's very um, inclusive when it comes to that. Lots of events, lots of networking events, lots of uh, opportunities to get funding, lots of opportunities to get showcased you know either in a publication i i do come from the media world i actually got my degree in journalism so right after i graduated, oh, i didn't know that i love yeah. it when i do these interviews and i learned something <laughs> I learned, yes yeah yeah my degree i've always had a passion for writing for journalism um that's what i did in high school with my uh newspaper and my yearbook and whatnot and then i went mm-hmm. to college and did all the programs that they had i wrote for the paper there and um, it's always just been my dream to tell people stories. I, I just, I truly feel like some people just know from a young age, like I've always felt called to share stories and, uh, obviously going vegan, it kind of amplified that. Cause I'm like, I have to share animal stories and, you know, the, the people that are helping make animals lives better. And so, um, yeah, I, I graduated from my college and I went and started working for a magazine called D magazine, which stands for Dallas magazine. Uh, and it's a lifestyle magazine for like the culture here, right? Lots of different aspects. And so it was there that I learned too, how much I love Dallas. I mean, because it's so inclusive and, um, inviting for all different types of industries to thrive. I mean, no matter if you are in an entrepreneurship situation or you work for a company, it's very creative here. It's very, um, diverse, very unique chef forward. It's amazing. You should see the lineup of chefs that we have here, um, vegan and non-vegan, which I will say in the last few years, um, since I really dove into the Dallas scene after uh, moving here, after graduating mm-hmm. college, um, it's so cool to see how much the vegan scene have, has grown here. I mean, it is thriving. I have seen non-vegan chefs totally create vegan menus. That's um, great. I thing. love seeing that. Yes, because they know not only is it the way that's the future, mm-hmm. 
it's it's more fun for them they get to be yes. more creative and you know it's not a matter of oh i have to cut out this this and this from my kitchen it's what do i already have in my kitchen and how can i elevate it you know how can i use this spice and use this seasoning and then this vegetable and there's so many cool ways to play around with food now that it's not just like oh the vegan option is the salad we've moved past that Yes, way past that. Thank goodness, too, because I used to be in ad- advertising sales. Mm-hmm. And every time I would go out to take, you know, clients out to lunch or something, oh, I couldn't tell you how many salads I ate. It was it was not a fun life. Um, but that's all they had. So it's like, what am I going to do? No, that was what the options were. That's what we kind of lived with. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's amazing how much diversity, excitement, and not just that, to your point, you know, sometimes when I even go to a, a non-vegan kind of a restaurant and I say, can you do this? Can you do that? I love it when the chef comes out and they're like, is it okay? Do you like spicy? Do you like this? Can I do my own thing? And I'm like, yes, please do your own thing. There's a spark in their eyes. They're just yeah. like, ooh, someone's challenging me. Okay, yes. let's do this. You know, and I think that's always so fun for them as a chef. Just, it doesn't matter, vegan, non-vegan, they're, they're a chef. A true chef wants a challenge. And in Texas, especially Dallas, you can tell that because it, we are based around um, just like a very foodie culture here. Um, mm-hmm. It's not all about barbecue and, and steak. I mean, sure, there's a big part of that, mostly in Fort Worth, which I don't live in Fort Worth. I live in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's more prevalent there, um, which Fort Worth is pretty far from Dallas. For anyone that's never been to Texas or the DFW area, it's massive. Like it, you yeah. cannot get anywhere without a car. Good luck. Like, you're just not going to get anywhere. Um, so, and our public transit's not really there. We're working on it, but it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, but it's nice to have a place like you said, that's so massive that is embracing veganism. That's embracing these options that are, like you said, left and right. I mean, it's just, it's so cool. I mean, so not only vegan only restaurants are thriving, but also the vegan options are, are growing in, in numbers. And I, I can't not be a part of that you know like a, a part of me always wants to go to like a super vegan friendly city like LA or New York or Portland and don't get me wrong I'm sure I'd love it it'd be amazing to live there um but for now I'm just like I'm just gonna visit I need to stay here and be the, the feet on the ground in Dallas you know and like yes. I want to see this growth I want to be a part of it I want to grow with them and, yes. and help consult them if I can which is <laughs> what I do um, and then, you know, just, just be a part of kind of that, that pioneer team. Like we are laying yes. down the groundwork here. Absolutely. And that's how we, yeah, that's how we get to this mainstream kind of concept. You know, we need people in all different cities and all different places kind of moving things forward. Like you said, being pioneers, you know, putting the groundwork in place. So I think it's, I'm so glad that you're, you're a part of the team um, and you're making all of this happen. So let's talk about what's going on now. Let's talk about, well, let's, let's transition, I guess, into some of these topics because there's a lot going on right now. And a lot of us are feeling different things kind of in our hearts and our minds. So first, Let's talk about the contrast of, you know, maybe where things were in the beginning of the year and kind of where you are with Veg World and also with um, Sprinkles Creative. What has changed or what direction, new directions are you finding yourself in? For sure. Yeah. So open and honest I've been with my team um, and just communicating and giving the hard news, which is confrontation. Um, the better. It's so hard. I, I will tell you through and through, I have been always been a people pleaser. 
bending over backwards to make people happy or to, you know, cater to their needs just because it's in my nature. And, you know, so confrontation is the worst for me. It literally like wrecks me uh, because I'm just like, oh no, did I make you upset? But it's good. I mean, confrontation can be so good. And obviously this through COVID, through everything in, you know, lately, um, confrontation is progression. I mean, we have to go head on sometime if we want to get anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. So and it hurts. I mean, my, my, you know, gut has just been wrenched, but it's like, whatever, if I need to go through that to make a better job for my team, to make a better Mm -hmm. product with VegWorld as a whole, to make a better social media strategy for my clients or just to make a more compassionate world, then okay, I will, I will go through that, you know, gritty process um, to do that. And, and keeping the communication open with my team, like, Hey guys, checking in on them. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, we're going to change some things, get ready. You know, I mean, cause did yeah. you throw something on them, no matter what industry you're in? Um, of course they're going to be derailed. I mean, just like, wait, what? You didn't give us any time to prepare for this. And so just as soon as I could, I made sure to be in touch with my team, had the hard conversations. Um, I mean, thank goodness I wasn't, I did not have to be one of the businesses that had to let anyone go. So that's That's good. I was very happy to keep everyone around. Um, Work just got a little bit, you know, shifted, just pivoting. pivoting. Yeah. 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 And that's what we all did. I mean, that's basically... Um, when I realized that things had to change, I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, obviously, I didn't have a plan right off the bat. I will tell you, it took me a while to really figure out what, what we were going to do. Um, but it was taking a lot, of, a lot of those opportunities that we missed from going to Expo and bringing them online, just like we're doing now, having video chats, having video interviews to do stories, um, getting the products sent to us um, to review, to share with our audience to do, you know, fun recipe videos at home. Yeah. I mean, there's just been so many fun ways um, to, to pivot. And luckily with our magazine, um, VegWorld has always been online. It's been a digital um, publication. So that really didn't change much. I mean, we were going to have some print editions for an event and that didn't happen. But we just, you know, allocated the time to making the digital publication readily available to everyone, which it is free, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know. Um, there's no fee to, to read VegWorld, to, you know, you know share VegWorld. We just ask for an email address because we do have a newsletter we get out. Um, so just making sure that our content is is um, inclusive, you know, sharing right. all, all different walks of life, sharing mm-hmm. all different perspectives. And we have people from all over the world um, contributing, which I is mean, really cool. Yeah, really absolutely. cool to highlight. And I... I I just believe too, when I took over VegWorld, I really, I, I knew in my heart making it uh, free was was massive because if if we can help people go vegan or save their health or just feel better or learn about um, businesses or, you know, how to be more compassionate, then yes, you know, like I want to make that content as easy as possible. And so um, that's a fairly new thing that happened pre-COVID, obviously us going free, but um, it's been really cool to see since a lot of people are at home now um, more than ever that our readership has gone up Our you know, right. spending more time on the pages, obviously, you know, really. So wait a minute. If people want to subscribe, where do they go to subscribe? 
Yeah, just um, it's just vegworld.com, vegworldmagazine.com. Um, and then you hit access the magazine. Or you can hit the little um, cover photo in the corner on the right-hand side. And that will take you to um, opt-in, which is, again, we just asked for an email address. And then you have it all. You don't just have this issue. You have all the back issues, too. Totally free. Um, you know, and it's flippable. So it's like you're reading a real magazine since you can't get a real magazine to you. Um, and it's great. I mean, I, I've been hearing really positive feedback because our content is different. You know, there's, there's, I, I can't say that there's a, a focus for any of them. All of our issues do have a theme. Like right now it's our athlete issue. Um, mm-hmm. But what I mean for focus, like we don't just cover health. We don't just cover animal rights. We don't just cover travel. We cover it all because yeah. I, it's hard. Like when I kind of set myself down and said, what do I want to make the focus? Like, what am I interested in? Or what do I think people would be interested in? I'm like all of it, because you know, we all know that have been living the vegan lifestyle for a long time. It's holistic. It really encompasses everything. It's not just food. I mean, it starts with food for a lot of us. I mean, for me, um, it started with just animal compassion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it moved to food. And obviously food's a huge component. We all eat. Um, but there's so many different aspects and I, that's why I'm like, I'm excited for people to read our content because we really do touch on everything. And I just hope that that helps. And so far the feedback has been that it has. And I'm great. Great. And I love that not only the type of content, the information you're putting out there, but I love how you've been flexible with everything that's going on in the world right now, especially with the headlines full with a lot of the injustice happening in the African-American community, with the headlines about, you know, police brutality and really just how for some it's been eye-opening, for others it's been trying to, you know, deal with, even like for myself, I've been dealing with something that has always been a pain inside of me. But now that the whole world is talking about it, I'm processing it differently. I'm thinking about it differently as opposed to something I always had to hold in um, and kind of grin and bear that I really love that I'm seeing that coming through in your content. I love that I see you supporting, you know, the African-American community featuring and highlighting different businesses. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about maybe how your approach or your media has changed or even with um, some of your clients, if any change or any kind of um, impact that the current environment is making on on the work that you do. Yeah. And what makes me so lucky in my client base, since I do own Sprinkles Creative, which is a social media agency based here in Dallas with my partner, who's also vegan, and she is amazing. And we put together this company because we knew that, you know, we had skills to help vegan businesses, and they didn't have the time to work on their social media. So Um, I find myself very thankful to work with mostly vegan, you know, people. So Mm -hmm. they're rooted in compassion. They know what compassion is. I mean, bottom line, they went into business to, to spread love, to share love, to save animals, to feed people delicious, you know, food that doesn't have any compromise on, um, ethics. Right. And so Mm -hmm. having these conversations first and foremost with my clients has been, I don't want to say easy, but easier than, than a less compassionate person, if you know what I mean. And and so that's been good. I mean, I I will say I've had some really tough conversations this past week, Um, not only with, you know, business 
conversations, but family conversations. But like I said earlier, these are the, you know, confrontations that we all need um, to, to, you know, if anything, see a silver lining, go through this rock bottom kind of, kind of place and then grow from it, you know, flex and grow. It's like, how do you build a muscle? You have to tear it open and then build upon it. And I think that's kind of where we've all been this last week. I mean, not all of us, but I guess for the people not a part of the black community, it's like a lot of people didn't know or they just weren't provided the information. And now we have an influx flood of information, which is, which is daunting and inundating, but it's good. You know, it's good that we're getting this like almost crash course for those that had no idea or just new bits and pieces. Um, So we can grow. So we can be better. So we can hold ourselves accountable, look ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves these tough questions because we have to do better as a humanity. We have to do better better as compassionate people, whether you are vegan or not. You know, whether you find yourself already rooted in compassion because you're vegan or, you know, you just, you're coming in this totally blind, you know, it doesn't matter. But I've been fortunate with that content that all of my clients have been wanting to put out a statement of compassion. They believe Good. all black lives matter, or believe, believe that black lives matter. Black lives matter, yes. Not, not all lives matter is what I was trying to get at. Um, and I've been really fortunate that even some of them that I didn't get a chance to reach out to um, immediately, they contacted me and they said, hey, Courtney, we really want to put out a statement that we love our black community and that we're donating this or we're, we're being a part of this or we're, you know, whatever it is. And I'm just like, wow, I'm so fortunate to work with these people. I'm so glad that they are using their platform, whether, whatever it is, they're a restaurant or they're a service or they're a product and they want to, to say something and they want to speak up and talk to their audience because some of them have audiences that really need to hear it. And so the fact that they're using their platform in order to share that is just my honor to be a part of. Um, You know, and then on a, on the veg world front, I feel very fortunate again to be in the vegan space. Um, I'm not saying that we haven't gotten some hateful comments or emails. We have, we have, and it's been really, really tough. Um, um, but it, it, it's been tough not only because I, you know, I don't understand, but I just, it's been tough to know that there are vegans that aren't compassionate people. Um, you know, that's the part that I, I, I want to really highlight is that it was just shocking for me to get such hateful messages, um, for the content that we were sharing, because we were sharing that we love our black community and, you know, black lives matter, period. Um, yes, we love animals. Yes. We love other people. Yes. We, uh, you know, are about equality and compassion through and through, right now we need to talk about and amplify black voices and so all of our content has been around that and um you know we got our i think that's important because i think a lot of people forget or miss the fact that we have to stand up for injustice we have to stand up for our communities when we witness when we see when we know something is happening we cannot say well i have this this group i support or i have this is my cause um, I think that's a mistake if we start to kind of cling to this cause or that. We have to be people that say we stand, uh, we stand for people, we stand 
with these communities. And we really want to make sure that we use what we have developed, our voices, our channels, to make sure that our communities know about it, that we make sure our communities are held accountable for it, and also that we're communicating the message so that they stay educated. I think right. people forget that there's been so much that's been hidden before that now it's time to get that information out. So I think it's really important that as vegans, we, we make that stand. And it's it's been great reading the content that you've been putting out. Um, so it's important. And yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad. And, and really, um, the good outweighs the bad. Uh, we have been getting just a flood of, of appreciation from the stories, from the people uh, behind the stories that we've been sharing. And then just from people that didn't know about their organization or their their product or their service, they didn't know they were black owned. Maybe they already supported them, but they just didn't know. Um, and if anything, it's so fun to kind of like flip the script. It's like, hey, here's an awesome product that you've always loved. Did you know the face behind it? Know their story? And people were like, wow, what a beautiful story. Like, I wish I would have known this is so great. And it's interesting to me, you know, some companies just don't like to talk about themselves, which I get it. You know, it's like some people are humble. Some people are shy, you know, they just don't want to talk about them. They want to just focus on the product. Um, and, but now it's been a really cool opportunity to like look behind the scenes and tell their story. And that's been my pleasure. I mean, through and through as a journalist, I love doing that. I love just being like, no, let's talk about you. And everyone, they're just like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And I'm like, come on, you make the magic happen. You should be proud um, that you are black owned. You should, you know, embrace it and love it. And they do. But yeah, I guess I think it's just sometimes some people are shy, but it's been really cool. And yeah. Good the yeah. yeah. Sometimes it is hard to, to, to talk about yourself. Sometimes you're not, everyone's not used to having the spotlight on them. So um, I'm glad this has been giving a lot of people time to share their message. And also I've been really excited because in the vegan movement, there hasn't always been a, at least in my opinion, this is just me, Stephanie talking, a large enough lane for kind of the black vegan movement that African-American kind of experience yeah. in kind of the, the vegan world. And I feel like this is such a great opportunity to make sure that we're sharing that. We're helping people see um, the representation and the people that are making change and doing great things. So it's, I think, even an opportunity for us as our vegan community to make sure we're opening that lane, that we're making sure that the headlines, you know, even if we're not able to do events this year, making sure that if you're doing a virtual event, you know, look at your speaker list and let's make sure it's diverse. Make sure you're giving these opportunities to individuals um, because in the past, it, you know, we might've had a traditional lineup that we've done before. And I think this environment and right now, I'm hoping it's making people really kind of evaluate um, and making sure that they're giving the voice to um, all communities. And especially for me, making sure that African-American community voice is, is shining through. Yes, yes. And I think I, I do wanna say the, the coolest thing uh, that I've, I've, see, I've been reading and just observing and, and diving into is that this is a really great opportunity um, I've seen for, for the black creators that I've been reading their content and saying, they're like, you know what, I'm going to take this, this new audience and this new, you know, uh, momentum to let you guys know about how a vegan diet is saving my people. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. I mean, talk about huge because I've been reading lots of medical st studies, listening to this TED talk. I have to send you the link later about this black doctor that was talking about 
how, um, you know, most of the black community die way too early, way too early. I mean, 50s, 60s. And it's just, it's so sad. The statistics are there. And it's because of the food that is commonly, you know, available to them in, in, in communities that, you know, are either food deserts or just not, you know, supplied with organic or fresh food. And it's so sad, you know, it's so sad. But if we rally around um, a plant-based diet, how amazing a plant-based diet can be, how to, you know, veganize your favorite recipes that you maybe had growing up, make them, you know, with without butter, without animal fat, whatever it is, and making the swaps, then, you know, we can ensure that you'll live longer, you know? And I think it's just so amazing that a lot of the black community has been saying like, yes, I grew up on these foods. My grandma made this, um, or we've always had this dish, but we always see that there is, you know, cancer in our family, or there's, you know, some kind of underlying disease, but it's preventable, you know? Like I love that they've been using this, these new eyes, these new followers, these new, you know, people, um, because their voices are amplified now so they can talk about how they're healing themselves. They're healing their bodies. Um, and we all know as vegans that anybody, whatever your background is, um, with your genetics or, um, just, you know, past eating habits, you can heal yourself on a vegan diet because that's what makes our, our bodies run optimally. Right. And yeah. I just think to me, it just, it's so exciting. It's so exciting to see that people are waking up to realize that it's not just like, oh, it's my genetics. So I guess I'm going to get this disease or I guess I'm going to be like my mom. It's like, no, you can heal yourself and your mom and your family, you know, and it's so empowering. It's so awesome to see. That's what's for me has been just like, yes, let's use this time to share that because we can all heal ourselves. It doesn't matter your background. I mean, obviously, it is more tough if you are in a food desert, those foods aren't available to you. But the good news is like we just got out of a story yesterday about this amazing girl, Kimberly, that started a, uh, an organization called Food Love. And she's mm-hmm. literally putting together plant-based meals um, and delivering them to my na- minority uh, cities, Communities. minority towns, minority cities. And she is um, raising money through a, a GoFundMe to do that. She's getting, you know, grants and loans. She's getting social workers working with her. I mean, it's like, this is great. Like, let's rally around stuff like this. Um, yeah. It's happening. Change is happening. Yeah, let's rally around it. Let's share it. Let's share those stories. Because an individual like her that's trying to build that organization, they need people aware of it. They need people donating. We need to encourage that behavior. Um, and it's really great when we can share those stories, talk about it, follow up, um, and also participate. I think that's one thing that, especially as people are maybe listening to this um, as part of our podcast later, or maybe you're watching this as a replay um, later, the idea is take time now to act. Take time now, not just to read. I want you to read, absorb, because I want you to be aware of the issues. Um, so that's why, you know, the great content that's coming out from Veg World is a great place to start with that reading, but also going to that next step, just like we would do with our vegan activism. Um, I'm hoping a lot of us kind of use those activism skills that we've developed over the years and pour that into 
the African-American community support our vegan African-American community and fight for injustice in the things that we can do every day, in the things that we can do, whether it's volunteering for these organizations that are trying to distribute meals in the African-American community, whether it's individuals that are feeding the protesters that are out there, um, whether it's even volunteering to, you know, help with making the meals that are going out. I think a lot of us um, have not only an opportunity to act, but so many different ways to participate. Um, and maybe it's writing articles and sharing stories, or maybe it's just hitting that share button on an article that comes out from Veg World. Um, I think the key here is just making sure that all of us are doing something and acting to make sure that we are not only kind of aware and becoming more educated about what's happening, but also becoming active agents in change. Yes, yes, it's, that's, that's massive. It's just looking around and saying, what are my resources? What do I have? What, what can I do? Because some people, I think, I mean, I found myself in this for a second, a hot second there thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do? There's just so much to do. Where do I start? Just calm down, you know, find whatever your skills are. What can you bring to the table? And then do that. Don't do nothing, but do what you can. So I think that's, that's huge too. And I'm, I'm saying that to myself, it's like, okay, yes, there are a thousand things that you could do, but, um, what is your, your what's putting your best foot forward? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I just looked at the time I have kidnapped you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe we'll start to, to wrap things up here, but I appreciate you kind of taking the time out of your day, kind of sharing what you're doing, what you're working on. Um, making sure that people are aware of the work that not only at Veg World uh, Magazine is doing, but also the work you're doing with Sprinkles Creative and helping not only the Dallas community, vegan community, but helping businesses and also helping businesses find their voice um, during this time of kind of um, a little bit heightened awareness of the injustice that is happening um, in the African-American community. So I'm really excited when we have a chance to kind of have a guest like yourself that can talk about that experience, talk about what you're doing and the work that you're doing to, to support the community and also just raise awareness around the great contributions that you're doing as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, if people want to get in touch with you, whether it's on for Sprinkle Creatives or it's for Veg World, what's the best way? Social media, website? Yeah, um, easy. Um, if, if you guys can handle the the email addresses, it's very simple. It's They're interchangeable, either Courtney at VegWorldMag.com or Courtney at SprinklesCreative.com. Or if you just remember one of them, I will answer. I check my email like crazy. So it'd be amazing. And yeah, social media, please find us there. Easy, Veg World Magazine um and sprinkles creative so love to have you guys join the conversation perfect well thank you so much courtney for taking the time and i really appreciate it and thank you everyone who's either watched us live or like i said before if you miss any of our live sessions you can always check out our podcast um we download these upload these remaster them and turn them in the podcast so you can listen to them not only at a later date or while you're on the go um and we're just really excited to be able to take this opportunity to bring to you not only voices of people in our community but how business owners how community leaders how people in our movement are driving change and responding to the current environment so thank you everyone for listening thank you again courtney for joining us and we'll see you in the next interview 
thank you bye